right. So for this episode, I put a Q&A question sticker on my Instagram story. And I've done this before when I wanted to start a YouTube, but I took it seriously this time. I was like, I have a podcast and I want to answer your juicy questions. Don't ask the boring stuff. Don't ask about how I got into overtime. Don't ask about like my inspiration. No, ask like real stuff about my life that you want to know because that makes it interesting. I mean, some of them are a little more basic than, ooh, excuse me. Okay, I'm good. And then some of them are pretty actually good. Like some of them are like, like really invasive, but like in a good way. So like we're gonna get a little invasive here. So this episode is invasive questions with Megan. And these are all asked by you guys. So if you asked me a, sto a question on my uh, story, I have like 25 of them here. And a lot of them did repeat. So a lot of these actually were asked like a million times. So first one's really basic. When did you get into social media? I mean, I had social media since I was 12. My first Instagram name was Sparkles17 on Instagram because I was 12 and I thought that was really quirky. I was very much a pick me. And that was when I like first started social media, but like that's like personal social media. Um, but I really started uh, doing social media like as a job in August of 2019 when Overtime introduced me to TikTok. And um, within the first month, I had 150 followers. 150,000 followers and it kept growing from there and then obviously like as you grow you get like brand deals you work with companies so I got into social media when I was 12 but I got into social media as a job when I was 19 which is kind of kind of late because a lot of these influencers start when they're like 14 15 which I am so glad I didn't because I was so ugly and cringy at 14 and 15, like the braces. If I was on social media with my braces, it would have been over. I mean, you guys would have been traumatized, although it would have been the glow up of the century because I looked so different when I was 14 and 15. Like it was, it, it's night and day. I mean, I looked really bad when I was 14 and 15. Like it is night and day what I looked like. I'm gonna throw up some photos here as you guys can see. I mean, I have naturally really dark hair, but my hair is naturally like this curly, but I straightened it every day. I wanted to be like, I wanted to fit in, but I had like braces, like with the blue colored bands on them, but I never smiled in photos. I never smiled because I wanted to hide the fact that I had braces. Like I never wanted to embrace, embrace, that I was 15 with braces, like most kids are. So I always tried to hide it. I, I did my makeup to like look older because I wanted to like be older so bad. I wanted to be like grown up and like, oh, like it was just so bad. You can just see here, like I have like fake lashes on in this photo probably, the one that I'm like putting up here. Like it's just, it was disgusting. So I'm really glad I didn't grow up on social media because I really do not think that I would have wanted my entire awkward teen years documented like that and while they somewhat were it was in my own right and only the people in like peewee mass have seen it so no one in new york city has seen megan at her worst and if you do it's only what i posted as a throwback so it is what it is but no yeah but i technically been doing social media since 2019 uh seriously and now it's 2021 almost 2022 so it's almost been Three years yes it's been two so far which is kind of crazy because it feels like it's been like no time at all all right moving on next question who's the coolest nba player you ever met i also get this one a lot this is kind of also a basic question and i never really know what to say because a lot of nba players that i know it's either through social media it's maybe a quick like interaction 
uh, pregame where I'm like, hey, what's up? How are you? Nothing like where I'm like, oh, this person's a really cool person. Maybe I think you're a cool person, but I guess I have to say like somebody that I somewhat know really well. Um, so I'm going to say Mitchell Robinson. He's the center of the New York Knicks. And only because the last NBA game I went to, I was sitting courtside during their pregame shoot around and Mitch comes over and just tells me how much he loves overtime hoodies. He even said he liked my overtime hoodie that I designed for my birthday. He just didn't like the butterflies on the side, which I was like, understandable. And he just sat and talked to me for like for 20 minutes, just like catching up on life and stuff. So I would say Mitchell's pretty cool. Um, once it's funny because it's like sports fans like don't see NBA players as like people. They just see them as like they just pick up a ball and that's it. Like that's their entire life. But like they have like lives outside like everyone does. And um, no, a lot of them are just like pretty chill. If you just sit and have a conversation with them, a lot of them don't even want to talk about basketball. Like, so I was like, yeah, I'd say Mitch. Mitch is a pretty cool guy. He likes cars. He has a really cute daughter and he's just like a really nice person overall. Um, so I would say Mitchell. All right. Third question. What was a major turning point in your career? I have a lot of answers for this because this is like, it just depends on like what I was like going for at the time. So like, I guess last year, like my major turning point was when I hit a million followers on TikTok or even last month when I got verified on Instagram. So it depends on like what time period I was in. So I would say like for my first year of having social media, crazy turning point in my career was like maybe going to like all-star weekend and like actually seeing that I had like kind of like a support slash fan base like that was pretty cool that made me kind of want to like be more motivated and take things a little more seriously serious sir no seriously and then like I said like last year um in 2020 a couple months later hitting a million followers on TikTok was a major turning point because having a million followers I feel like really validates you although I got verified on TikTok uh at 400,000 followers which was like really exciting I woke up one day on my way to like marketing class and I was like oh interesting um I'm like a little bit of a more sad note because like ugh, this gets me so sad um, I would say another like turning point, even though this like p some people wouldn't say it's a turning point, something that like validated me in the sports world was in January of last year, five days before an ac the accident happened, Kobe followed me on Instagram and I thought it was an accident. I kept refreshing my Instagram and I was like, there's no way Kobe followed me. Like there's no way I checked his following. I kept typing my name in to make sure it wasn't a glitch and it wasn't a glitch. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever because Kobe Bryant to me was like the epitome of basketball, like the literal face of like the NBA when I was much younger. So it was just like the coolest thing ever for me. So that kind of validated me as like a woman in sports. Um, and then unfortunately, five days later, um, we all know that there was a terrible accident. So RIP Kobe, but you know, Kobe really validated me, which I kind of like, I don't know, like that was like really a cool day for me. Um, really made me really proud. And then a recent turning point said I got verified last month on Instagram, which also made me really happy because I only got verified because I made my own clothing line with overtime for my birthday. We did like a clothing line release. And also, yeah, you guys aren't getting the recoil video, sorry. But that was really, really fun because I got to like make something my own and take the overtime uh, lifestyle team 
and produce something that was like Megan. Like that was like Megan merch. So that was really cool. And I learned recently that my hoodies actually sold out. So I was like, yay, that's like a big turning point because I didn't think they would even sell like a lot of service. MBO was based off Drake's brand OVO because I really like Drake. And uh, OVO stands for October's very own. That's Drake's brand. And I'm born in October. So I always wanted to be like Megan's very own. So there's a lot of things that went into it. If you've seen the hoodie, it says overtime and the MEs in different colors at the end of overtime because it's my initials. So it was just like super fun. So that was like a huge turning point because in doing that and working on a project like that, that's what got me verified. So that was like super cool. And I remember getting verified. I was sitting like in my room after class and during class, Facebook had sent me a message asking me to submit for verification, and I know Facebook owns Instagram. So I was like, is this my moment? So I submitted during class, and fun fact, the CEO of Overtime, Dan Porter, is my home slice. And I just somehow, like, you have to have an ID to submit when you get verified. You have to submit a picture of your government-issued ID. I don't know why I forgot to bring it in my backpack that day. I didn't even bring it to school altogether that weekend, like when I was commuting. I just left my ID at home. I texted Dan, I was like, Dan, like what do I do? And with, from the Lord above, somehow, I had sent Dan my license at one point for something and he still had the picture, but it was my junior operator's license. It was my picture from when I was 16, like my license from last year and I had braces in it and I'm like texting him and I'm like I'm praying this works and he's like I hope it works too and it did like two hours later someone reposted my story on Instagram and I looked at the DMs and I saw a blue check mark next to my name and I'm like is that mine is that mine for my junior's operator's license like so yeah like that was like pretty much like that was like the craziest day of my life because I felt like really cool I was really proud of myself I don't know, I got a little emotional. I called my mom, she was like, what's a blue check mark? And they didn't know, but it was really fun, it was really cool. That's something I really wanted like since the beginning of starting social media. Um, so what started your interest in basketball? I talked a little bit about this in the first episode, so I'll repeat a little bit of it now, but in fifth grade, I didn't make the fifth grade girls basketball team. I was the only girl and that affected little Megan so much that I was like I want to work in sports like I want to show them who's boss like I will I'll own the NBA one day and be president I don't know I really wanted to like avenge my childlike sadness um mainly because the girls wore really cute game day outfits every Friday and I was the only one not wearing one I would like beg my mom to not go to school because I was like they all have bows in their hair and I don't have a bow in my hair. And she offered to take me to AC Moore, which is like a local craft store, to like go buy a ribbon that looked like theirs, tie it in my hair. No, I wanted to be the face of basketball for a little 10-year-old Megan. So that's what really started my interest in basketball. But also, when I was 12, um, I like, had a really big crush on this boy. And he had this poster of LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh in his room and I saw it in the back of one of his Instagram photos. So I was really psycho and I was like, oh my gosh, like who are those basketball players? And I like looked them up and stuff. And then from there I decided Dwayne Wade was gonna be my inspiration. So that's how I discovered Dwayne Wade when I was 12. Um, but pretty much I also like really wanted to like impress this boy. So I was like, oh, basketball, basketball players, I know what they are. So yeah, little Megan just kind of wanted to like flex a little bit, well, a little bit. But it's funny though because those girls in fifth grade, they won the championship that year. And they have a banner in my elementary school with all their names on it. 
and I still walk in sometimes and I'm a, I'm a little jealous, I'm a little jealous, but then I think, I'm like, would I have made a good basketball player or a good basketball somewhat talker or whatever, analyst? I don't know what I really am. Basketball influencer. I think we all know the real answer. Obviously, I would have loved to play basketball, but you know, it was more just to kind of avenge little Megan and like get get what I needed in my life. I don't know. Basketball really like did a lot for me though, so I got I gotta say it's the best thing ever. So that's kind of what started it. And then the next question is a crazy fan moment slash scary situation that I had encountered. There's a lot, but there was one that came to mind that. I was like, wow, this is my first, this is the first time I really realized, I'm like, people can get a little crazy. Just a little bit. I was on a walk last summer, and I was in, like, my little hometown, whatever, and I'm on a walk, I'm just strolling through Massachusetts, and a group of kids, so granted, I wasn't scared, these kids were kids, like, literal kids, I think, like, under 13 as a child, above 14 as a teenager. And so they saw me walking, they took photos of me, and they were really sweet. It was over, it was cool. I'm like, well, I was like, okay, whatever. I go walk home, and 20 minutes later, the dog starts barking. And I hear, overtime Megan's in there, overtime Megan's in there. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I look around, and in every single window, the kids are looking in the house. They followed me home despite staying. I would look behind me, too. I always look behind me. I'm a girl. I don't know. I keep, I keep awareness. No one was behind me when I walk home. Like, these kids literally kept their distance enough to where I wouldn't see them follow me home. And they followed me home, and were, like, looking in the house. They were asking me to open the door. I wasn't terrified. I was more just mortified. Because, like, I'm like, what if I was walking around my house with no pants on or something? And these kids are just looking into the privacy of my home right now. I was scared. I didn't want them to think that I actually, like, was home, even though they saw me. So I called my friends, and I'm like, can you come scare these kids off and tell them to get off the property? And so my friend came. He drove up in his car, and he's like, hey, yeah, you guys can't be here. But I'm telling you, having a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds surround your house and stare into your windows, um, and you didn't know that anyone was staring into you to begin with, is a little, eh, it's a little, it's a little much. But it wasn't scary. I think that's more of a crazy fan moment. Um, I had never really been in too much of a scary situation. Like, as obviously, like, as a girl, you have to, like, watch yourself and you have to be a little more aware. I've had, like, I've had, like, dads come up to me, but, like, nothing, like, where, like, I feel like I'm being followed home or anything besides those kids. But, no, like, that was, like, just probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. I will say a cute moment is, though, is that um, last time I was in Atlanta for Overtime Elite, this little girl came up to me and we were just, like, having a conversation I asked her name she must have been like about eight or nine years old and I gave her my like courtside seat and she like had the best time ever and her mom was like you're so sweet but it was like so cute like that was probably like the cutest fan moment also because I don't really have girls that like follow me and she obviously doesn't have social media this girl was like way too young but like it was just like it was like the cutest moment I don't know that's not even a fan moment just a wholesome OTE Atlanta moment all right next question Someone asked, what do I truly look for in a guy? Yeah, I get it. I only have guy followers, so I'll give you guys some advice. 
I don't know if you want to know what I look for in a guy or what girls look for in a guy, but I will say, I, I'll maybe I'll say what I look for in a guy. I don't know. Um, I just look for somebody. <laughs> I don't know what I like. I don't really have a type. Every person I've ever had a crush on in my life has been completely different from one another. Uh, I've gone through phases of different types of people that I like. Like maybe you played football or maybe you have brown fluffy hair. I'm in that phase right now. Uh, or maybe you have tattoos, maybe you play baseball, like something so random. I know my type, but like I would say my celebrity crush is Jim from The Office because he aged like fine wine. I like tall, I like brown hair. I don't know. He's a very simple man though. I don't like too simple of people. Like I like people with like really crazy energy, but not too crazy because I like my energy to like be a little more than yours. But definitely Jim from The Office is my celebrity crush. John Krasinski, yes. But then if I could say like, if I could say Steve Carell from The Office, I just have an office addiction. Like Michael Scott, if I was like 40 and I was in the office, like at the time of like his office era, I would have totally married Michael Scott, like sweetest man ever. And then you realize Steve Carell is not actually Michael Scott, it's just a character. So I don't know, that's my TV crush. But then like my celebrity crush is John Krasinski. I don't know. I just look for a guy that's loyal. Like, all you have to be is loyal. Just don't be, like, too obsessive. I like a little bit of a chase. Like, I like to feel like you don't like me sometimes because then I have to, like, kind of put in a little more effort. I don't know. It's all about personality. You have to be a family man. You have to, like, really be close with your family. Have a dog. I like dogs. You have to like the same shows as me, though. If you have, like, really different tastes in shows, like, I'm going to be weirded out by that because I have – if you don't watch The Office, if you – don't watch Outer Banks. Those two shows, you have to like those two shows. If you like don't like those shows or just have never seen them, then just immediate red flag. Like if you're someone that watches like Breaking Bad, I just don't know why I wouldn't, I, I just wouldn't like you. I just would not get along with you. Or like, what were those like crime shows? Like, like special victims unit? I don't know, I just can't get along with that. So no, I like true crime TikToks though. If you, if you like true crime TikToks, we can be friends or date. I'm not, I'm taken now, but you know, just remember. All right, <laughs> what's the worst experience you had with a teacher? I don't know really like if I've had like a bad, bad experience with a teacher. I just know I've done bad in classes and like some teachers just haven't had sympathy and like I hate that, but it makes sense. But I will say in high school, uh, Brother Tom, the principal, took away my fidget spinner and I was like so pissed about it and then he took away everyone's fidget spinners, hung them up in his office. And if you go to Fenwick now, Brother Tom doesn't work there, so I can say this. But he hung them up in his office on the bulletin board. And on the last day of school, I walked in, and I'm like, oh, can I take it home for the summer? It's my fidget spinner. He said no. He literally said no. This man was just going to let those things melt over the summer on his bulletin board. I never got my fidget spinner back. Thank God they went out of style. What is it now, like poppets? Oh, those suck. I hate those. I could never use those piece of rubber fidget spinners were in their element they were so prime but yeah I guess that's like the worst experience I've had with a teacher otherwise like I'm kind of a teacher's pet like I kind of kiss up the teachers because if you are really good like close with your teachers you can like get extensions to deadlines and I don't know like they'll kind of curve your grade a little bit if they really do like you I still am in touch though with my religion teacher from high school Mr. Caniff is a class act of a man um, you know, he's awesome. He texts me like, the basketball schedule of Fenwick so I can go like check out games and stuff. You know, he's proud of me. 
I'm so proud of that man too. I don't know. So I have a good connection with teachers more than I have bad connections with teachers. What happened with flight? This one's probably gonna be the reason why people watch this episode. I'm going to set the record straight. Me and Flight never dated. Me and Flight never even like talked. Everyone, okay, so I just noticed with like guy influencers, streamers, whatever, they have a really loyal fan base and their fan base will say anything and do anything to like talk about their, their, their idol. And Flight's fan base created like a narrative last year that me and him were dating. I think he had a whole girlfriend too at the time. Like, and people were just like, no, Flight and Megan. I got asked so many times about it. In another interview, I got asked about it like one time. And I was like, me and Flight don't even know each other. And all he would do is just react to my TikToks on his, video, on his YouTube page. And maybe like a few DMs being like, oh, love your work, like keep it up, like, like friendly stuff. But like everyone always asks like what happened with Flight? And it, everyone thinks this big breakup happened. And, oh, I got a boyfriend. It's like. It's so crazy how people will make stuff up just to like make up a narrative just because it's fun and it creates drama. But like, I think he has a whole girlfriend. But people ask me about it all the time. I think even like Rice Gum asked about it on his stream. I don't know if, I don't know, like, I've been on Aiden's stream. I don't think he asked about it. But like, people just always bring up flight to me. I don't even know if he still makes videos because I don't go on YouTube. But like, that was never a thing. It never like will ever be a thing. And I don't know. I think he has like a whole child too. It's just, no, it's just not, it's just not my vibe. So I don't know. I wish him the best though. He's really cool. I, I would make a video with him though. If like he ever was in New York city, like on a friendly vibe, but no, we're not married. Ah, someone asked me how to slide in a girl's DMS. I can't even answer this question because Palm tree boys slid into my DMS with the most basic like pickup. It was like day one till you answer day two, day three. And it only took 20 days for me to answer. I mean, I've seen guys get up to 500, but like in actuality, if you want a girl to answer your DMs, have a good profile picture because that's what they see first. They don't care about what you're saying. No one's, no girl's gonna take the effort to go onto your page, especially if you're private. Come on, give me a break. At least if you're private, get a good profile picture of just you, show off the hair, look nice, you know, the essence of you, because then she'll actually, she might follow you and answer you. But if you're private and your profile picture is bad, you're not getting a response. I'm sorry. And I go through my DMs and like, I'll answer some that are interesting, but like, I don't know. You just, you just can't, you just can't use any, no pickup line is ever going to be good enough to actually get you a girlfriend. Let's be real. She's got to like, she got to be a little interested first. Cause I don't know. I've seen it all. Oh, oh, I will tell you what not to say. Actually, don't, post the emoji of your dog, like a, a dog emoji and be like, oh, come here Fido, come back. Like, sorry, he walked into your DMs. That is the worst one. I see it so much. And I'm like, that's so lame. Give me a break. Come on. The best one though I've seen is someone said there's an account impersonating you. And I actually got concerned. I was like, oh, who is it? Send me the Instagram. And they sent me NASA, like NASA. And they were like, cause you're out of this world. And so I fell for it. And I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Whatever. He didn't get a response back after, though. Um, someone asked how, like, what celebrities have been in my DMs. And I'm not trying to out anybody here, but, like, people in the DMs have just ranged from, like, washed-up reality stars to, like, athletes, of course, to just, like, the most, like, people that own companies. Like, it just, the list is endless. But... Usually when like celebrities slide into DMs, like obviously it doesn't go anywhere. It's usually like a conversation of like, oh, where are you from? 
Uh, it's like the most simple back and forth. It doesn't ever go anywhere. So like I probably have DMs with like a lot of people that are just like, oh, how are you? Oh, good. How are you? Oh, cool. Where are you from? Like, it's just so boring. The one person, though, that I wish would answer me back is uh, Pete Davidson. So Pete Davidson, if you're out there, I, I think he deleted his Instagram, but I've tried DMing you before. <laughs> no response. It's fine. I even offered to buy him dinner, which is like, whatever. It's fine. I got ignored. So, oh, there's this one, <laughs> when I was, like, 17, I used to DM, like, a lot of people, just, like, see if they were to spawn, and I remember, like, when I started getting followers, I, like, went back and looked up so many people and saw my old DMs and had to unsend them, because they were so embarrassing, and one person, I'm gonna name drop, just because they never responded, and they were probably were really creeped out, is, like, 17-year-old Megan, like, DM'd, like, Sam Darnold, and, like, he left me on the red, which is, like, whatever, and, um, like, two years later, I was, like, I'm so sorry that I sent that, and he left me on red again, I just spit, and he left me on red again, it was so embarrassing, so, like, I don't know, um, I was in more celebrities DMs, probably, when I was, like, younger, more than they're in mine now, so, yeah, never, don't do that, don't DM people, because, like, one day, you might actually, they might see it. So. <laughs> oh, what was your worst dating experience? I don't know what my worst dating experience is because they are all bad. So I don't think one really tops the cake. Um, I don't know. Boys suck. Like, people do stuff. But, like, I'm not perfect either. But, like, I don't know. I don't really know how to, like, go into a dating experience without getting all, like, making this really depressing. So I'm not going to talk about that. I don't know. Can I skip that? I'm going to skip that. I will say my worst date, though was um, someone took me to the M&M store in New York City. And um, he just only talked about his parents being like CPAs the whole time, which means you're rich. And I just did not know how to respond. I just, I was not, I wasn't going to be like, oh, my mom's just like a teacher. Um, so he just kind of talked about how rich he was and how he grew up in like Manhattan. And I'm just sitting there munching on my like customized M&Ms. So I just wanted to go home. Um, but I got, like, chocolate out of it, so, like, that's cool. But I just literally, that was so embarrassing. And then he asked me if we wanted to, like, stop at dinner after, after the M&M store. And I was like, oh, I have to get home. I have homework to do. Like, so weird. No, you always got to do the homework lie to get out of a bad date. All right. The skincare routine question. I mean, come on, boys. Like, why do, why do guys want to know this? Like, you guys, come on. Moisturize. I know y'all don't be moisturizing after your showers. I'm skipping that. This one I answered last episode, though, a little bit. How do you manage college and traveling? I kind of just do my homework on the plane or, like, in the airport or, like, when I'm in my hotel room and I have time before, like, I have to go to, like, the arena or stuff. I just do my homework at random times. I think last time, no, the first time I was in Atlanta, I did my homework until, like, 6 a.m., and then I was like, I have to leave for a flight. So that was terrible, but I try. I try. I just got to drink a lot of caffeine. Um, I don't want to answer this one. Do you ever, <laughs> someone said, do I ever get sick of the mommy comments? I do and I don't. I mean, like, it's weird when people, like, go on a trend and, like, comment the same thing over and over. Like, be original for once. But, I mean, you guys are kind of, like, all my sons. So, I don't really mind it because, I don't know, my entire following is boys. So, I feel like I kind of guide you guys. So, I am, like, your mom, I guess. I don't know. Weird. Eh, Whatever. Well, that was Q&A part one. There's a lot of questions that I actually need to get through. So I'm going to ask another question sticker another day and do these quite often just because you guys have a lot of questions. And a lot of these, like, 
are just gonna take forever to get through because a lot of them have like backstories. So I don't know. We're peacing out for this one. All right. Bye.